please enjoy this presentation of the CUTV and Friends podcast. This podcast is a collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome in to CUTV and CUTV Sports One for another edition of Fort Checking. This is number four on the season for the 2021 season. I'm TK, as always. Joining us today, Scotty, Johnny, Doug, and Peyton. Nolan Baseline will be back shortly. He was in his dorm room when the fire alarm went off, so we, he will be back. He, they have to evacuate their dorm and come back, so whenever he gets back, he'll join in. But for now, we got the five of us ready to cover another two-week span of hockey here and just what happened last week. We have a whole span of our pickums already completed, so we'll get into those a little later as well, but... To recap the week, um, let's start off. Whoever wants to join in, you know, talk a little bit about what they saw this past two weeks, and uh, we'll go from there. So, whoever would like to start, the uh, just to start, the Penguins are starting to play better. They're starting to look a lot better. Um, Brian Dumoulin and Marcus Pedersen are both healthy, and that's really improved the offense because uh, the defense are able to get up in the rush and uh, help the uh, offense score some goals. You know. We saw Kasperi Kapanen have a re- couple really good games, and Jared McCann keep doing keep kept doing his thing until he got injured again. You know, being the best five on five uh, producer on the roster, even though you know people say that he's trade bait. But uh, yeah, the Penguins have been rolling. Uh, the Maple Leafs have kept rolling, and uh, once we get to our trade rumor segment, boys, we're gonna we're gonna get interesting because I got a couple. I saw a couple online as well. That'll definitely be an interesting segment as we get in later in the show. Um, anybody else on the recap before we jump into the standings? Real quick, uh, one of the longest streaks has finally come to an end. Jeff Skinner actually scored a goal, I think it was a couple of days ago. He finally managed to put the puck in the back of the net, get the biscuit in the basket. Uh, good for him. Finally, glad to see that $9 million contract is paying off. So uh, happy for the guy. It's about time. Isn't he like one of like the highest paid players in the NHL? Yes, I think like with, with him, <laughs> I saw someone was like him between him, Eichel, and Taylor Hall. I think it's like a combined twenty-seven million dollars. That's ridiculous. <laughs> have like four or five goals on the season. So. Oh my god! <laughs> He's probably been the worst highest paid player of the season so far. I want to uh, say, I want to say he was like the ninth highest paid player in the league or something like that. I won't, I don't know if that's true, but like, I thought I read something like that. I just think that's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's up there. Like it's close because like, you got to think McDavid makes like 12 uh, Matthews and Marner each make close to 11 and then dry cycles making like nine and a half. So he's up there. Also fun fact. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Tobias reader is, but Tobias reader has more goals than, Paul Skinner and Eichel combined, and that is terrifying. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Oh my he's god. the reason why the Oilers missed the playoffs a couple of years ago, or at least that's what their owner said. You like? I know they were like, we need like, more goals from Toby yeah. Reader. It could have been cool if Tobias Reader stepped up. <laughs> Guy's like a fourth liner, and he's like, yeah, I mean, he could have scored a little bit more. Like that was the reason why they didn't make the playoffs last year. Horrible. Oh yeah, right. one more thing too. Uh, Jordan Bankton. What a beast. Just just absolutely not caring at all. Just trying to go after every shark. Whenever, whenever he had that, uh, whenever he got pulled a couple, like I forget how long ago it was, but just going back. You mean, go, you mean the game from like two nights ago? 
Mm, that was the one against the Sharks whenever, like, he – like. Yeah, that's who they're playing right now. Oh, it's They lost last night to him, too. Oh, I was, talk- I was referring to the game a couple of weeks back. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, you're talking about the one where he was literally trying to take everybody out? Yeah. I saw it on Twitter. Like, reminded me of that video where, like, the guys at the kid's birthday party, he just slaps everybody. Hold on, if we're we're going to talk about that, did anybody see the fight between the Sharks and the 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 Blues last night? No, yeah, it was a solid bout. Oh, oh, it was Garl, and then um, oh, I can't even think who it was. Is it Clifford and uh and Gabriel or something? Yeah, yeah, Clifford Clifford and Curtis Gabriel. Yeah, that this thing definitely a one of my top five fights of the season so far. Well, we've had some decent fights so far. Yeah, you know, you know what else was a good fight? Whenever uh, Gabriel fought Rita, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that was that was crazy. That was a really really good one. And uh, gotta say, props to Jordan Bennington for trying to fight the entire Sharks team with Devin Dubnik and Net because he's just as like crazy as anyone in the league. So wild on his end. All right, absolutely. Let's jump into our standings then for the forum that we do have for the divisions. Let's start off with the Scotia North. So I will pull those up here real quick and go over those. Of course, as we always talked about, starting off the top is the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, does does that really ever change for the Scotia North? Toronto in first with Edmonton in second, Winnipeg third, Montreal in four, Vancouver and Calgary at the five and six, and Ottawa still hanging down there at the seven. They cannot get things going and moving it upward to get any further up those charts than they are right now. So sending it over for the Scotia North, that is Doug's division. So Doug, take it away. The Maple Leafs are just continuing to run away with this division. I couldn't be happier. Um, I I said last show about how the uh, parallels are there between whenever Crosby and Malkin first started playing good and now how Matthews and Marner are playing. And I think that at the trade deadline, they're going to be able to make a splash. I think that they're going to uh, – do the uh, Marion Hosa-esque thing and uh, trade for Taylor Hall. Because why not, you know? You could probably clear out Alexander Kerfoot in the trade. Garrett is somebody that you don't need to protect in expansion and just have Hall for the rest of the year. But uh, the big thing is the Canadians. Um, they've had a lot going on. You know, they've hired, they've fired like most of their coaching staff. I know that um, Dominique Ducharme is now their head coach, somebody who I had no idea even existed, let alone had a chance to get a coaching job in the league. And I think a lot of this pretty much falls on uh, the shoulders of Carey Price and Carey Price being average. And uh, I think we're getting to a point now where you need to see Jake Allen start getting the net more, trying to get like a 1A, 1B thing going, trying to get the get a spark going with that roster because it's a really good young roster. And, um, you know, just try and keep them going. Uh, because they're they're very close, and they should be a playoff lock. But with the way they're playing right now, one of these uh, bottom two teams between Vancouver and Calgary might end up slipping in. But uh, other than that, everything's been pretty normal. Um, It's good to see that the uh, Oilers are also in contention, too. I feel like the league's a better place whenever uh, Connor's able to get into the playoffs and show, show the world what he can do and, you know, when I say get in the playoffs, I mean not be uh, rewarded with like a uh, giant 
uh, bubble-like system where everybody makes the playoffs. So, you know, I think that's where we're at. You know, the Leafs are running away with it. I think it's only going to get worse in that division once uh, they make a big trade. Awesome. I like it. All right, let's jump into the next one and get back to gallery view here so we can see everyone. There we go. And I hit the wrong button, but that's okay. All right, let's move on to the Discover Central Division. And this one goes to Peyton, but let's go ahead and give the rundown first. Let's take it away. This one's changed. This one was changed up a lot throughout the week, but kind of when you get back to right before today, that's kind of all back to where it was two weeks ago when we did the show. Uh, Tampa Bay up in first place, the uh, defending Stanley Cup champions. The Carolina Hurricanes at the two. The Florida Panthers still up there, but not as high as they were. They were at a one within that two-week span, two, within this two, past two-week span. They're at three right now. Chicago at the four. Columbus and Nashville, five and six. Dallas up one spot to the seven. They were in the eight throughout the week. And Detroit back down there in last at the number eight spot. Uh, so Dallas still making a little bit of a run here. A little bit of controversy going on with Dallas right now, but we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that in a little bit a little bit later maybe. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, Peyton, we're going to throw this one over to you, and you have the Discover Central, so take it away. All right. <clears throat> so when I look at this division, I have the standings right here on my phone. I'm not really surprised at the standings at all. I think everyone's where they need to be. There's no like outliers. I, I think that this division is perfect the way it is. You know, like you mentioned, uh, you have the defending Stanley Cup champions and the Tampa Bay Lightning are at first 36 points. Uh, Carolina, 35. They're starting to get really solid goaltending. So they've been able to uh, keep a playoff spot and also stay pretty high with the second seed. Florida, has just been shocking everybody, but now it's starting to become a habit that this is not a fluke season. You know, they're here to make a playoff push and they're here to stay. They haven't, I don't believe they've dipped past. They haven't dipped um, out of the playoff range, I think since the season has started. So good on them. And, you know, my Chicago Blackhawks, they're still, they're still fighting away. They're in the playoffs right now with 31 with 31 points. Then you got Columbus. There's a little bit of a dip. There's a difference between Chicago and Columbus. Chicago has 31 points, and then Columbus has 25. So there's a um, there's definitely a gap there. And then from that 25, it just keeps getting worse with Nashville, then Dallas, and Detroit. <laughs> we don't talk about them. But like I said, I think everyone's where they deserve to be. Um Detroit's rebuilding. Dallas is Dallas. Nashville is Nashville. They're rebuilding, and that is a train wreck over in Nashville. Columbus, I feel like ever since they got Line A, they just hasn't been what everyone thought they would be. Uh, yeah, that's about it, though. There's not too, too much to discuss about the Central other than that. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Let's jump back to gallery view here. And rejoining us now is Nolan Baseline. Nolan, what happened with the fire alarm there, bud? Yeah, I think either somebody set it off or it was just a drill. But everything's okay back in the rooms and glad to be able to get back on the show with you guys. Awesome. All right, let's jump into the next division here and uh, go through it. The next one, I believe, is the Mass Mutual East, or it might be the Honda West, if I can exit the full screen here and figure it out. All right, it will be the Mass Mutual East. So here we go with the divisions on this one. Um, take a look at the standings. This one has definitely changed up a little bit. So let's take a look. The New York Islanders are now up to first place in the division, 
above the Washington Capitals in second. Sorry, Nolan, they dropped down a little bit. The Boston Bruins are in third. The Pittsburgh Penguins in fourth. The Philadelphia Flyers taking a big jump down off the cliff to, to fifth place. New York Rangers in sixth. New Jersey in seven. And Buffalo, as you said, still can't get anything going at number eight. Um, so let's shoot it over. Scotty, this one is yours. Take it away with the Mass Mutual East. So in our last episode, I stressed on how I thought the top three teams in the division were going to be a mixture of Boston, Washington, and Philadelphia. And over the past two weeks, the Islanders essentially told me to hold their drink. A five-game winning streak will do that. Now they've, uh, you know, leapfrogged to the top of the division, and good for them. You know, they're starting to really click on all cylinders right now. Matt Barzell had a beauty of a goal against the Sabres a, uh, a couple of weeks back, so, or a couple of days ago, actually, I should say. So uh, kudos to him. Yeah, Washington and Boston continue to do their things. Pittsburgh, as we talked about earlier, they're starting to get some guys back from uh, injury, obviously getting Dumoulin and, uh, and Pedersen back has been a huge addition for that team. So now hopefully things will continue to work out for them and they can hold on to that playoff spot. Philly, I feel like they're just, you know, Carter Hart's kind of falling on hard times as of late, but, you know, we'll see how that all works out. So we'll see how that thing uh, plays out, of course. Rangers are uh, still trying to recover right now. I will give uh, Alexi Lafreniere credit because I was uh, pretty tough on him in the uh, in the last episode. He started to pick up his play as of late, so glad to see that. Jersey is Jersey, and, you know, Buffalo, man. I didn't think things could get much worse, and they've gotten exponentially worse. When we talk about how the uh, just how badly things have gone there, as I mentioned earlier, Jeff Skinner scoring his first goal in a year. That's not good at all. This, the coach, the coaching staff, Ralph Kruger, doesn't seem to be on the same page with the players for whatever reason. I think Jack Eichel like missed the game, and he said, "Oh, Jack's hurt." And Jack's like, "No, I wasn't. I wasn't hurt." So they seem like they're not really clicking as of right now. And just looking at uh, at what Kevin Adams has been saying, he's basically looking at this team and saying, "Okay, you know what? We are exploring all options." You know, I am expecting those Buffalo Sabers to be total sellers during the. Uh, during the uh, trade deadline, whenever it comes around. I wouldn't expect to see Taylor Hall here, obviously. Eric Stahl's another name that's been brought up that's probably going to get shipped around. Sam Reinhart was another name that recently came up, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, as far as that's all concerned, yeah, Mass Mutual East is definitely starting to see some shakeups. So it's hard to make a prediction right now, given how things have been. All right, sounds good. And let's finish out the last one here and jump over to the big one. The Honda West, Johnny's going to take this one here. So let's go over to it and take a look at those standings. Vegas has been on a hot streak. They're still in first place despite the loss last night to the Minnesota Wild, who have also been on a little bit of a roll. St. Louis Blues in second, as we just said, the Minnesota Wild up to third place now. What a little run they're on. The Colorado Avalanche down to four after the loss last night to the Arizona Coyotes, who stick in fifth place. The LA Kings in sixth, Anaheim in seventh, and San Jose Sharks down to the bottom in eighth place. Johnny, this one is yours. Take it away for the Honda West Division. Okay, uh, what can you say, TK, about this division? They've been on quite the little run lately. The uh, Vegas doing their thing out there. Or Mark Andre Fleury's been playing out of his mind. And St. Louis Blues, that's another team that's been getting. And up and down on lately, and then we were talking about it earlier about Jordan Binghamton and uh, the psycho goalie for the Blues. I uh, was trying to fight the entire team not too long ago when he was in San Jose. But uh, once again, 
they're still making themselves a contender out there. Minnesota, and I believe they're on like a three-game winning streak right now. Oh, and have done some st- um, things that uh, is putting them in, in a good spot right now. Oh, your Colorado Avalanche, bitten by the injury bug a little bit here and there. Aaron, uh, set back because of COVID at a few weeks ago. Well, I think it was the last time we did the show. Was They were just making up some games recently. The Arizona Coyotes, um, I still am riding that, that bandwagon to see if they can make the playoffs and do, do something. And they're also looking good. Had a couple guys coming back from injury as well. The LA Kings, what can you say about them? Um, um, a lot of guys on that roster, I think we're going to see a lot of their names retire or go free agent this year. The Anaheim Ducks struggling to find a way to make things work. Same with the San Jose Sharks, but uh, – um, I'm expecting to see that division to make some shakeups here too. Who I wouldn't be surprised to see St. Louis, Vegas, Minnesota, and pretty much anybody that's from one to five making a couple of moves here at the deadline, uh, and just so they can start or making that playoff push. All right, I like it for sure. All right, now let's jump over. We got through all the division standings here, and we're ready to take on one of the favorite parts of the show, and that is our pickums. So, we're gonna, first off, before we get into our next eight games over the next two-week span, we're going to take a look at our standings. So, this was all pretty much tied up, and we kind of looked last night, and last night after the Arizona, uh, Arizona and Colorado game, we had a little bit of a shakeup there in the standings. So, let's go ahead and take a look at that right now, and here we go. Our producer, Gary Smith, takes the number one spot through two weeks at six wins, two losses. Peyton and Nolan at the two and three, basically tied for two there with five and three on their record. Just one game behind Gary Smith. Our puppy Ella and Johnny, you are four and four. Johnny, you had a rough start there at 0 and four and somehow pulled off the four-game win streak to get up there from last place to fifth, all because of last night's game with the win from Arizona. Uh, Myself, Ash, Doug, and Scotty, we're all tied there at three and five. So this should be a definitely close close matchup there for going into this next week's two two week span to see if we can break a little bit of a ties there and all those all those division standings. But let's go ahead and take a look at the first game we have for the next two week span. And these games will be from March 10th through March 24th. So that will begin tomorrow night. Um, but the first game actually not beginning until the 11th. So Thursday, the 11th, uh, we lost Peyton. Now there he comes back. Okay. What happened there, Peyton? <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of kicked me. Like everyone was frozen and, and then like, it just, <laughs> it just kicked me off. It's all good. Don't worry about it. That, <laughs> all right, that net getting you, buddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love Calnet. Oh my gosh. We love it so much. All right. Jumping into the we're back on campus. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping into the first game here of the next two-week span, we'll start off with a good one. The Washington Capitals at the Philadelphia Flyers. And this one, pretty much a split panel as well. We are 5-4, to four, 5 for the Capitals, 4 for the Flyers. It is Doug, Johnny, Peyton, and our puppy Ella taking the Flyers. So um, any comments that want to be made that think the Flyers can take, uh, take the uh, Capitals down this week, especially since they had a little bit of a couple losses there to the Pens here and there over the past little span. Oh no! I, I, just, I oh, sorry. Go ahead, Doug. No, you go, Peyton. Okay, sorry. Um, I I went with the Flyers personally, but whoever I mean, this is 
just going to be a good game. Washington versus Philly, it's always going to be a good game. Rivals, so whatever happens, it's going to be a great game. But I went with the Flyers, even though they've been on a little skid. I still think that, you know, they they really do have a good group down there. So I, I think that'll be enough to overpower Washington. That's all I was going to say. Okay, Doug, go ahead. You want to say something? Basically the same thing. Um, I think that the uh, couple losses they had to the Pens were an outlier. Um, Carter Hart played really, really bad in those couple of games. And, uh, you know, they played really good in that game where they the Pens went up 3-0 really quick and then, you know, lost somehow. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think the Flyers are going to be okay. I think that they're in a lot better shape than Washington is just as a whole, you know. And the thing that we got to keep in mind with these teams in this uh, East Division is the standings are going to be jaded big time in terms of, like, what a team actually is and how well they're performing because each team's going to have 16 games against the Sabres and the Devils, who are both got awful. So, I don't know. It's going to be a back-and-forth matchup. It's going to be a good game to watch. All right. I like it indeed. So, let's go ahead and jump over. To the next game, like I said, that one was pretty split, so let's take a look at the next one here. This one, a little bit different than all the other ones, and so we'll jump to that one now, and only one person um, taking the opposing team. So it is the Vegas Golden Knights at the St. Louis Blues, and everyone siding with the dominant Vegas Golden Knights, except for our producer, Gary Smith, who somehow thinks the Blues are going to pull it off. So, I mean, it's possible. Gary is not here to make a statement on why he thinks the Blues will make that run, but um anybody who wants to make a statement for vegas go for it i mean you want to go ahead uggers i just i think it's just simple flurry's been unreal like absolutely ridiculous first time in his career that he's actually putting up like top five goalie in the league numbers and good for him i mean and what can you say about vegas though oh they have the complete package out there there you have t- uh, four solid lines. You got three. Well, I'll say three and a half because that fourth line's hit or miss depending on the day. But you can also look at the uh, <clears throat> look at the you guys they have back there. They're on defense as well. Oh, and it's just like I said, they're just playing solid hockey all around. On and again, Flurry's just right now being an absolute beast in net form. So. All right. I like it. All right. So everybody, like I said, everybody taking Vegas except for Gary. So we'll see if Gary's right uh, and beat us on that one, but you never know. All right. Next game, shooting it over. Let's take a look. And it is Montreal versus Calgary. Let's take a look at that one right now. All right. So only three people taking the Canadians in that one. Everybody else siding with the Calgary flames, Johnny Peyton and myself for the Montreal Canadians. Um, Peyton or Johnny, any statement on why you think the Habs will uh, beat the Flames here? I I personally, I love the Canadians right now. I think they're a nice young team. Uh, they got a lot of uh, prospects, and uh, I mean, they're just a young team. You know, they, I, I just, <laughs> I mean, there's really not much to say. It's just like, I, I just like the group that they have over there. Uh, I think that the youth that they have in that lineup is going to be good for the Canadians, especially against uh, Calgary. They're a little bit better than them in the standings, but you know, it's hockey. So it doesn't really matter about the standings, but I don't know. I just, I just like the Canadians this season. I feel like they're uh, that win against the Pens um, last 
last season in the playoffs, like that's really been pushing them and saying like, we can do this. Like we, like we're not the best team, but we can put up a fight. So I, I don't know. I like that about the Canadians. That was the last game I picked for this week's standings. I picked everybody else. And it took me a while to kind of decide who I wanted on that one, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a good game regardless. Yeah. Well, I mean, what can you say? They both teams have some entertaining players to watch on that. Eric, you got Johnny Hockey over there. Aaron uh, Calgary. And you got a bunch of different names in Montreal right now. Oh, but I was. <clears throat> But I was more intrigued about how all Carey Price has been playing lately. He's either a real hot uh, or he falls flat on his face. Ace, and he's been playing some decent hockey in recent days. And Calgary's just been struggling out there. there. So that was the reason I went with Montreal. All right. I like it. Let's move on to the next game here. This will be game four. And this one includes the Pittsburgh Penguins, the home team. Um, that everybody enjoys here, but not too many people going ahead and taking the Penguins in this one. I was, I was surprised. I thought you know a lot of you go ahead and take the Penguins pretty much no matter what, but it was a shocker. Uh, not everybody took them as I expected. Only three people going with the Penguins in this one. As bo- they're taking on Boston on Monday the 15th. Johnny, Gary, and our puppy Ella are going with the Penguins. Everybody else taking Boston. Um, and You know, the Boston Bruins, just such a strong team. And, I mean, the Penguins, they have their ups and downs. So, anybody who wants to make a statement on this game? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll hop in here quick. You know, I think for the Bruins, they're just kind of rolling at the moment. I mean, saw past night they beat the Capitals 5-1, to which painful to watch. But, um, I mean, they're just kind of rolling at the moment. I think, you know, the Penguins sure are on a little bit of a hot streak. But Boston always comes out and seems to have that high firepowering offense each and every night. And, you know, I just think that's what's going to power them through this game, honestly. I think it will be close to the end, but I think Boston's going to come out on top. All right. I like the sound of that. Let's move on to the next one here. Um, this will be a game that I've seen a couple times already through this two-week spam, but it's going to happen again. And um, all of us could be wrong because there is not a single person took the opposing team. It is Chicago versus Tampa Bay on March 18th. And every single one of us took the Tampa Bay Lightning, but we did see over this past two-week span that Tampa Bay took a loss to Chicago um, in this one. So we could all be wrong. We could all be right. It all depends. So anybody want to make a case on this game? I have a feeling we might end up getting burned on this one. I um, thought so too. Just simply because I, I, I've come to notice that, uh, you know how the Blackhawks always get those random people who end up being like incredible for them? Yes. They have that, but in their, at, at goalie with uh, Kevin Lankinen. I have no idea who the hell he is, but he's doing really good. Um, has a chance to win the Calder Trophy this year. Uh, it's probably going to be between him, uh, Capo Kakinen, the goalie in Minnesota, and uh, Kirill Kaprizov, the uh, you know phenom for the Wild, who is like not even probably should be playing for the Wild. But uh, yeah. I think that we might end up getting burned on this one. Um, I, it seems like a trap game for Tampa Bay. I could see them getting kind of complacent, being like, oh, it's just Chicago. Like, they're pretty much done. And, uh, you know, taking an embarrassing loss. Another thing, too, that I want to point out real quick, uh, Patrick Kane is having a very underrated season right now. I don't feel like a lot of people are giving him the attention that he deserves. Right now he has 38 points in 26 games. I mean – 
in my eyes, those could easily be MVP numbers. So, I mean, those are – he's having a great year so far, and I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about it, probably because Chicago is in the middle of the pack right now. But, uh, yeah, don't sleep on Patrick Kane. He's having quite the year. All right. One thing about the Blackhawks just in general is they're, they're a team that – I mean, kind of like what Doug was mentioning, like they're a team that's going to – like you really sleep on. And then the second you don't give them attention, they're just uppercut you right in the jaw, and then they're going to – uh, escape with the two points like that's why that's why I love Chicago because they're just so like what's the word I'm looking for they're just like I don't know but they underrated. what is it underrated yeah they're underrated and I, I don't know I just I just love them <laughs> all right I like the looks on that one let's move ahead to game number six almost through all these here the next one is Nashville and Florida um and again all of us pretty one-sided except for our puppy Ella, who's going after the Nashville Preds. Um, she obviously cannot make a case for the Preds except Mark. So uh, <laughs> anybody who uh, wants to make a case for Florida and Nashville, go for it. Nashville sucks. End of story. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that was the that, case Scotty made last week for Dallas when Johnny wasn't here. Pick <laughs> 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 me while I'm down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, I have to agree with Peyton. It's an absolute dumpster fire over there in Nashville. I highly expect those guys to be sellers at the deadline. And unless something happens with dramatically in the next couple of weeks, which I highly doubt. But they, the Florida Panthers just need to be doing everything right right now. Uh, sitting in third in the division right now, oh, right behind Carolina and Tampa. It reminds me of the old, old uh, uh, NHL South Division or Southeast Division, I should say. Hey, when they had to play Atlanta and with uh, the Capitals in that division, was what old Nolan Hunt shaking his head and go, Oh, and I didn't even remember those days. But yeah, it's going to be, and I think it's still going to be an interesting game, but I do believe we're just going to see either Panthers have a field day with the Preds. Okay. I like the looks of that. Let's go ahead and uh, skip ahead to the next game. And this one, uh, this one should be interesting too. Like I said, when I was talking to you guys ahead of time of the game, this isn't really one of the games that we're really highlighting as a team that says, okay, well, this is a really good game to watch. Not really, but I wanted to get some other teams in there that we didn't have. Cause like, as we talked about before, these teams are playing the same teams over and over and over with the new division. So I don't really want to repeat games as much as I can help it. So we're going to move ahead to the next one, and it's the L.A. Kings and the San Jose Sharks. Everyone going ahead and taking the L.A. Kings, except for Johnny, who's out in the field by himself swimming with the Sharks. Um, so, Johnny, do you think the Sharks are going to eat you, or do you think they're going to eat the Kings? <laughs> Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. So <laughs> the, you, you can't doubt them because um, they already have nine wins. The Kings have have – 10 and the only reason and they're in the bottom of the divisions is the Anaheim Ducks have more overtime losses that and the Kings do who wins right now. So okay. well, John, the Sharks do wins. Excuse Johnny, me. you can doubt the Sharks because they are last place in their division and they don't seem to be getting out of there anytime soon. So I mean well, I didn't say that we're gonna get out of the the basement of the division, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying just Saying every now and then, and you see a bad team get a win, 
And how long were we doubting the Penguins back in 06 before they finally got a win? And yet I'm going, I'm going that far back into the history books. So you're going to compare the, uh, you're going to compare the 2021 Sharks to the 2007 Penguins. Is that what you're going to say to me? 2007 Penguins. I'm talking about the 2005. I have 2006 Penguins. Uh, the ones with uh, one before Malkin showed up. Is that what you're? Yeah, that one. Yes, got you. The one that had Konstantin Koltsov as your, your starting left winger. Dougie's looking at me like, dude, you had to- Dougie's having a field day with this. <laughs> Last time I checked, uh, Sid was the starting left winger, and uh, Rico Fada played center for some reason, and that made like seven-year-old me want to have like a cardiac episode. So, dude, that whole yeah. roster, or I could, I could spend an hour talking about that roster, but we ain't got that kind of time. Yeah, that that is definitely true. We don't. All right, let's jump ahead to game eight. Um, in this one, in this one. Also a little interesting, we're going with two, two Canadian teams, Winnipeg and Vancouver in this one. Um, only two people picking Vancouver. It's Peyton and our puppy Ella. Um, so, Peyton, you're pretty biased, but go ahead and make your case for the Vancouver Canucks here. I just think that the, I think they're the better team. Oh, geez, sorry about that. <laughs> I, think, uh, I just think they're the better team than Winnipeg. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Vancouver is just firing on all cylinders compared to – the Jets, so I think that they're going to outmuscle them, and I think they're going to come away with two points. What standings are you looking at, Peyton? Huh? What standings are you looking at right now? I don't know. I just (laughs) – I don't know. I mean, I am a little biased because, I I mean, I do like – I do like Vancouver a lot, but I don't know. I just – I don't – I'm not liking the Jets. I just don't like them. I don't like the Jets. I think that the Canucks – I don't know. I think that because you, I mean, you know more than any of us that it's, when it comes to hockey, especially, sometimes it doesn't always matter about stats. It matters about what happens in the game. We know this very, very true. So I don't know. I mean, you literally just said it with the Kings and Sharks. Sharks are absolutely garbage, but you still pick the Sharks. So that's what I'm in the bottom of the shark tank. <laughs> <laughs> well played, oh, Noah. I'll give you that one. All right. Well, that, that wraps up for our pickums. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, take a look at everything else we're going to go with. And we'll see who comes ahead at the end of the two week span. So our next show will follow the 24th. Um, our final game is on 24th. So possibly a Thursday, 25th. We'll see who's available. It might be the next week. We'll see. Um, it all depends on who we can get on when. So, Let's go ahead and jump into our next segment here. This kind of wraps up our pickums, and we go into before we go into the hometown team news. Um, Doug's smiling because he knows exactly what's on the rundown next, and it is the trade rumors in the NHL. So I'll let you start, Doug, and then everybody else can join in and whatnot. I'm gonna keep it on gallery view, and let's just uh, let's have a ball with this. Doug, get us started. Here we go. Right. I put my iPad on gallery view too, so I can see all of you. But uh, anyway, where's Jack Eichel gonna go, guys? Because the Rangers, that team is going to just nuke itself. The Rangers into oblivion, like it's going to be, it's going to be Dylan Cozens, Casey Middlestat, and a bunch of random people. By the time we're done with this, um, Western, but uh, I like I like the Rangers for Jack. I really like the LA Kings. Um, I like both those teams just from the 
like sole principle of they have enough prospect and draft pick capital that like the Rangers wouldn't end up losing Kako or Lafreniere and the Kings wouldn't end up losing Quentin Byfield. So like they could be, they could set themselves up for years if they pull off a Jack Eichel trade like this. And, um, you know, my big thing is with Buffalo is there's so many guys that you'd want on your team, right? Like you have, um, you have Taylor Hall, who's going to once again, I feel like we say this every year, he's going to be the highest coveted trade asset on the trade market for a rental player. And, um, you know, the big thing is, it's going to be, uh, you know, who's going to trade for him. Like I said before, I think that the, uh, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs could easily swoop in and grab him because, you know, once you're at the trade deadline, uh, I know his cap hits $8 million, but once you're at the trade deadline, that cap hit only goes down to four because you're already halfway through the season. So then they can retain more of that money and the Maple Leafs can fit them in. You know, just do that. Have like a big, like, move that's probably not even needed, but like, Still, it's like you have Joe Thornton playing with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner right now. Yeah, it's working, but it's also kind of weird. So, like, why not do Hall, Matthews, Marner, and then run, you know, Tavares with Nylander and I think Zach Hyman on the second line. And then, you know, Joe Thornton goes down to the third line and centers and everyone lives happily ever after. They probably go uh, compete for a cup. Okay. I'd like to look with that, too. Uh, some other rumors I've been looking at. This uh, came from uh, Josh Yoey, or however, however you pronounce his name. He says that uh, Marcus Pedersen and Colton Sevier are probably the two Penguins most likely to be traded at the deadline should they explore that option. And that's interesting because they just, of course, got Colton Sevier from Florida. He just signed another contract with Marcus Pedersen. Um, but if Patterson were to get traded, any ideas where any thoughts where they where he could end up? I mean, I don't know where, but like you got to think if you're going to trade Marcus Patterson on that nice four year deal or on that nice five year deal with how young he is, you're going to have to get a top six forward back. It's not just like a fringe top six forward, like you need like a consistent 20 goal guy. And I'm not really sure how you're going to be able to get that, you know, because like, the only person on the, off the top of my head that I can think about that they could target that would fulfill that need would be like Kyle Palmieri, but he's on an expiring contract and trading a five-year deal away for a rental seems like bad business to me. You know, I've also thought about Victor Arvidsson, but uh, Nashville's putting uh, Nashville's putting up the uh, putting Matthias Ekholm up on the trade block so that they. Uh, don't have to protect or don't have to expose certain people in the expansion draft. So like, why would they take on Marcus Patterson risk losing him to Seattle right after, you know, making that trade and bringing him in, you know, another one is uh, I know San Jose is pretty bad, but I think uh, like on a one for one basis, maybe a pick or two to balance it out on each side would be uh, Patterson going to San Jose for Kevin LeBanc. Um, you know, that would be a solid top six winger option, top nine winger option. Um, I don't really know. It's 
it's tough. I don't want to part with him though, just simply because of how good he is with John Marino and how good he makes Marino. You know, if I, I, I said it last week, I think I'd be more apt to trade Dumoulin, but, uh, you know, all the, the thing that sucks about all of this is we're not even having this conversation right now. If Jim Rutherford doesn't give us the ultimate parting gift by having this team be stuck with Mike Matheson. You know, like that, that was just a horrible trade in hindsight. I know Hornquist would probably not be performing as well as he is in Florida right now here, but I'd much rather have him than be stuck with Mike Matheson for the next six years of my life. But Mac, Mike Matheson is playing a little better than he was to start with. You can't give, you can't give him that for sure. I agree. But like, we also got to think of it from this principle. Uh, since POJ has emerged and he's been playing so well, you don't even need him. And I don't even think you needed him to begin with. So like, just kind of puts them in a bad spot from like a long-term outlook perspective because here's this guy who, yeah, he's okay at times, but there's times where he's just a complete train wreck. And you're just you're stuck with just a absolute roller coaster meme of a hockey player on your roster. And it's just like, what are you gonna do? You know? Yeah. Are you gonna pay Seattle to take him? Like, are you going to risk like having to give like a Nathan Legare or a Sam Poulin to Seattle to take Mike Matheson off your hands. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not sure. Uh, any other trade rumors that we have before we get into Penguin news? Oh, uh, just one more here for the uh, Capitals and Coyotes fans in our, in our, uh, in our meeting right now. Uh, Caps, I hear are looking for a goaltender and it seems like it could either be Someone like uh, Darcy Kemper or an anti Ranta. So that might be another option that they explore as they head into the postseason. Okay. Nolan, how do you feel about that? You know, I mean, I mean, I don't feel too bad. I mean, we definitely could use probably a, you know, I'd say number two goaltender. And don't get me wrong, Vanacek came in and did his thing. And he was strong. And, you know, Samsonov here coming back so slowly from – you know, being off that long due to the COVID turn, um, you know, COVID list, you know, I think just having, you know, if we had lung quiz or something at the moment, I think I'd feel okay. But Craig Anderson definitely is not the answer as your third goaltender right now. And, you know, it's nice for him just to be there in case you need a backup, but he's not starter worthy in any way, shape, form. I exactly. mean, I noticed why Ottawa got rid of him so quickly. Yeah, indeed. Probably not quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> they were struggling for a while, Craig Anderson. Yes, they were. So, all right. Any other trades before we jump into the Penguin news? Um, I think um, this might like lead into the Penguins, but I could honestly see Chari like getting out of here. Personally, I feel like the fans of Pittsburgh, including myself, are getting very impatient with Jari. I mean, he's been good. He's actually getting the start tonight against New York, but um. I don't know. I feel like I could see him in a different jersey by the time the season's over. I don't know. That's just something to keep an eye out on. Maybe even – I don't know. It would either be him or DeSmith. I think one of them's going to go. But I think it's going to be more like Jari than DeSmith. First, I don't think any of them are a solid option. I think you need to get somebody different completely. That's just me. Yeah, well – Another one, and I was looking at uh, last night, and uh, me and Doug were actually talking about this last night as well. 
Uh, the Penguins have been linked to uh, two different trade partners, one being the Buffalo Sabres and the other one, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, couple, and there's been a couple different names linked to them. Um, I'm going to just pick with Buffalo if Doug wants to jump it. And um, I know he, he probably has a couple of comments as well. Uh, they're looking at mostly centers there in Buffalo. Oh, in this case, uh, bringing in Eric Stahl was a possibility. He as a another center, another name that was linked was uh, former Penguin Riley Shahan. Uh, for me personally, I've that train has already left the station on that one. And with uh, Shahan, I mean, even though he's had a, having a decent season, and I just don't think he's the fit that Pittsburgh's looking for. Um, he's having a decent season in Buffalo. Yeah, doesn't mean he'll have a decent season here at all. You're right. <laughs> I'd I'd uh, let my true thoughts about Riley Shahan be known, but uh, we can't swear on here. So I'm just saying, hey, we um, don't. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, Eric Stahl, boys, I like this a lot because um, here's the thing: you need a good third line center. He's still a guy who produces at a second line rate in the proper situation. Now, given his numbers have taken a bit of a tank since Buff coming to Buffalo, the same thing happened with Jeff Skinner. But um, the big thing that excites me about this as a potential acquisition is um, the chemistry that he had, that Eric Stahl has with Jason Zucker. In the 17, in the 2017, 2018 season, Eric Stahl and Jason Zucker played on a line together. Eric scored 42 goals while Jason Zucker scored 33. I know it wouldn't be the same principle, but could you imagine forming your next super third, like your next big third line with those two and potentially, um, I don't know, Kasperi Kapanen or maybe it's another trade part acquisition. I know Johnny brought up the idea of like Detroit and the nice thing about Detroit is they have Bobby Ryan. And I wouldn't mind bringing in Bobby Ryan because he's one of those guys, he's really, really good at holding onto the puck in the offensive zone. And I feel like the Penguins don't really have that. You know, so I think he could be a very solid top nine option, maybe end up playing with Sid and forcing Kapanen down into a third line role. But uh, my big thing is, is like, I think whenever Jason Zucker is healthy, I think he needs to be very much mentally prepared to play third line minutes just due to the fact that Jared McCann looks so good with Gino and, you know, you got to stick with what's working. I mean, um, sticking with what's working is what got him back to back cups. I mean, we were, we were playing, we were doing games with uh, Oscar Sundquist playing with Sidney Crosby for God's sake, you know, like it's not nothing crazy. Like, Everything's going to be a little out of the ordinary once you get in the playoffs because you got to do what you need to do to win. Awesome. That sounds good. All right. Um, any other like, – we'll talk about the trades and whatnot. I know we talked about a little bit about, about the Penguins there. Any other Penguin news we want to get into here um, before we close it out? Uh, Sullivan he came out to say uh, – well, Peyton already said Jari is getting the start today. Nah, it looks like Rico uh, is still going to be out for a while. And Jared McCann is day to day. 
Is Zucker back? Oh, Zucker is Zucker's IR, not right? going to be back for a while. Yeah. Um, I I don't think that we're going to see him again until probably like late April, early May. Um, it was that bad of an injury. Yeah. So, and they just put, they moved him over to LTIR, which uh, is cool. They're going to get cap relief, but it also sucks because they can't accrue cap space whenever you have players on uh, LTIR. Correct. Yeah. What uh? What what happened to him? What like how did he get injured? He got tied up in the corner, and like he got his skates tied up a little bit, and his ankle went. It, 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 it looked, it, it it honestly like it made me sick in the stomach. It was it was bad. They have uh, if you're a fan of hockey, you want to watch the Pens tonight, six p.m. They take on the Rangers. I will be at that game. Um, it's nice to kind of get back into the swing of things and go to a game, even with the COVID COVID stuff going on. Um, twenty five hundred fans allowed at the arena, um, center ice. So I'm looking forward to watching a game live for the first time in. I don't even know how long. Um, of course, I went to a football game, but not it's not hockey. Um, enjoyed that football game. Though. That was that was really fun. If you guys remember that, we did four checking, not four checking, fantasy football freak show. Um, I was at that Browns game versus the Colts. Um, but this game looked a little bit different in hockey, uh, so it'll be fun to watch the Pens in action again, for sure. Um, I can tell you that tickets aren't cheap, guys, <laughs> and people are fighting you for them. <laughs> No, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Like my girlfriend said she wanted to go, but I told her that I'm probably I'm probably holding out until, you know, playoffs and we get better. Um in terms of like capacity. Cause I imagine they'll be able to do like much higher level capacity going into like May and June. I'm sure. Yeah. Just with where we're at in the state of PA. And I mean, the way the trend is going around the country, hey, things are starting to open up more. I mean, for crying out loud, West Virginia just went and full on open everything up up this week so no, no masks and all same as texas i know yeah pretty much you it's, that's how it is all the way down to south carolina from here mm. well we shall see i'll see what happens here and everything but uh with that we'll wrap up the show guys it's been a great one um like i said if you're in, into hockey you want to watch the pens tonight 6 p.m versus the rangers and uh in about two weeks time check back with us for another show we'll give you the updates on all of our standings our pickums and more on the NHL. See if any of those trades we talk about happened. The deadline will come up here very, very soon, um, beginning of April, I believe. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that here coming up more and more as weeks go on. But for now, thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you in about two weeks' time right here again on CTV and CTV Sports 1. On behalf of myself, TK, Doug, Johnny, Scotty, Nolan, and Peyton, thank you guys, and we will see you next time right here. Have a good one, guys. The preceding program was a joint collaboration between California University Television, Cal Times Newspaper, and WCAL Radio. Please subscribe to the CUTV and Friends podcast for updated shows.